Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of Yes and Amen. Today, we have Cindy Zuniga Sanchez, um, and I'm so excited to have her as a guest. I'm going to share a little bit about her, what our topic is uh, for today, but um, I'm just really just excited to have her as a guest. Cindy is the founder of the Zero Budget, uh, Zero Based Budget Coaching LLC. After graduating law school in 2015 with $215,000 of debt, good Lord, uh, Cindy took control of her money by immersing herself in the world of personal finance. In 2018, she launched uh, the Zero Budget Based Budget, which is on Instagram, to document her debt payoff journey and simplify personal finance concepts. Amen. After recognizing through her platform people's unique needs and goals, Cindy founded her business where she offers personal finance coaching services and speaks to audiences small and large about budgeting, saving, investing, and more. Cindy practices law full-time as a commercial litigator at Venable LLP. She is a graduate of Stony Brook University and obtained her JD at degree from the Benjamin N. Cardozo School of Law. She was born and raised and currently resides in the Bronx, New York. Yes, welcome, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this. This is actually the first time I'm on a Christian podcast, so Yay. this means a lot to me. Yeah, oh, man. Really yes, yes. Um, so as you already heard the bio, you can already guess that we're going to talk about finances today. Um, I was sharing before we got on this call um, with Cindy that I just I think finances is, is so important um, and it's kind of really it's just as important as so many other parts of our Christian walk and maybe sometimes we only think about it on Sundays when that tithing you know component of church comes up or um, or maybe when we're in a crisis right but really finances is actually a lot of part of our lives of how we get to steward it of how we get to be responsible with it, and how we get to be wise with it so we're going to be hearing um, from Cindy her story and um, just ways that you know she she can help um, all of us really walk in, in a different direction when it comes to finances debt investing all the things so we're going to start with the first question which is what is your story so that in your bio I share you know I shared briefly what your story is so mm-hmm. I guess showing more about what is your story when it comes to money and were you able to get out of the high debt in um, the amount of time you did it like how was that possible I think of my debt and how long I've been working on it um, and it's not 215,000 so even re- like it's half of that so realizing like you know what, what was your plan what was your story start um, and how did your faith help you along that journey yeah so uh, you know my story really begins where I live which is the Bronx I um, was born and raised in a very low-income community in the Bronx uh, my parents are immigrants my mom is from uh, Ecuador. My dad is from Honduras. And, you know, we didn't, I just had a, I have a very typical daughter of immigrant story. We just didn't have a lot growing up. You know, there was enough for the needs, uh, but not really for the wants. And so I didn't really have much financial literacy growing up at all, because, you know, our education system, unfortunately, does a very poor job at teaching us about Uh, money and money management. And so I went to college and I, uh, you know, it was the first time any of us were really going away for college. Like my sisters went to school in the city, you know, so I went away. I say away, but I actually went to Long Island, Uh, but that's away enough 
for people that live in New York City, especially if you're, you know, the child of immigrants, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyways, so I went to Stony Brook University and I graduated in 2012. And I actually only graduated with a small loan of about $10,000. And I say only because 10,000 compared to how much I actually wound up incurring was, uh, you know, quite, quite, there's quite a gap there. Uh, you know, thanks to scholarships and uh, and whatnot, I was able to graduate with that kind of uh, a debt amount from university. However, then I went to law school. That is where I incurred uh, almost all of my debt. 90% of my debt was from law school specifically. And, uh, you know, I graduated law school in 2015, and I did not have a clue on what I was going to do with my debt. I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't know how to handle this, you know? Um, and I I went to the internet. I mean, right? Like, that's where we all go. I went to the internet and I think I literally Googled, like, how do I get out of debt? <laughs> Just because I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, no one's ever taught me how to do this. And I started reading a lot. I started, <clears throat> you know, coming across blogs, books, podcasts. Uh, all surrounded, uh, uh, you know, really talking about topics of, of financial literacy. Um, specifically, I was really drawn towards content created by women of color because that is just quite simply the content that I could relate to the most. Um, I saw myself more in those types of conversations. And I realized that I could get out of debt. I just needed to create a plan. That was the big thing. I needed to sit down and create a plan. And so I looked at my debt amount and, uh, you know, I, I want to just insert quickly because there is, this is something I really need to talk about, which there, wa there was and there is a very certain level of financial privilege that I had when it came to paying off my debt right? Because I graduated law school at the age of 26 with a pretty significant six-figure salary job that did help a lot, right? With uh, obviously, right? The numbers are going to help um, dramatically so, but, but I also have many classmates that also graduated with very similar types of jobs and they still have six-figure debt. So what was the difference, right? Like what was the difference between my approach and their approach um, I think it came down to ultimately this conviction of you need to get this done. You need to pay it off because I have greater plans for you. That is where my faith came in. You know, I remember praying and asking God, like, I am so unbelievably overwhelmed with this. What should I do? How should I approach this? And God really I feel like God told me, listen to me and I will guide you exactly to do what you need to do. And, you know, I haven't really had the opportunity to talk quite how much my faith has played a role in my finances and everything, but it it, it has been the center of it. It's my guiding light. It's how I decide how I'm going to manage my money. And, you know, I really put my faith and my trust in God that, you know, I, I could do this, but I needed to educate myself. That was something very specifically that God told me. He said, you need to educate yourself on this topic because the plan is so much bigger than just you. And I didn't know what he meant by that, but now I do. See, I, when I started this, you know, journey to pay off all of my debt, 
I decided to, you know, about uh, two years into it, I decided to create zero based budget, uh, really just as a place to talk about my debt payoff. I did not ever intend for it to be a business or anything like that. I just wanted to talk about money. I wanted to simplify money concepts. I wanted to talk about investing. I wanted to talk about debt payoff, about refinancing, about the best savings accounts that you should have. I wanted to do that in a way that people saw as approachable, you know, and uh, and and something that would hopefully inspire people. And that is what has led to what I have now, which is my business as I know it, where I I'm a speaker. I speak about all things personal finance. I'm a digital content creator, uh, and I'm also a coach. I help guide people in their own journeys. And I think that now I know what that little, uh, I don't know, that, that, that thing that God had put on my heart many years ago of this is so much bigger than you has now become a lot clearer because I've been able to share my story on national media, you know, in, in different uh, formats and, and been able to reach people in, in a really impactful way. Uh, so yeah, I'd say my faith was really and has been at the center of all of this, uh, just leaning into you know, God's promise that he was going to guide me through this journey, but it required work on my end. It required me to take the initiative to actually pick up a book and learn and implement what I was learning. Uh, and then, you know, and then teach others in the process. Wow. Yes. I love all of that. <laughs> I was just <laughs> blessed so much by that. Cause I heard so many things I, I heard. Um, I, I heard you basically saying that like, you humbled yourself to acknowledge where like, I don't know what to do with this debt, right? Like, I don't know where to go first necessarily. And then you, you know, you try to educate yourself and do research and stuff like that. And then there, right? Like educating yourself, how you mentioned earlier. Um, and I think about this a lot because I used to be a teacher um, and I'm like, I'm teaching these kids and, you know, no shade to like the core curriculum, but I'm just like, there's so much more that we could have learned growing up in our schools when it comes to um, finances, right? I think of like taxes, investing, all this stuff that just are, is so um, applicable to our everyday life that could be mm -hmm. helpful, especially to communities of color that in many ways, finances, I would say is one of the biggest things that holds us back, um, yeah. you know, from progression. Um, and maybe not necessarily even like the lack of responsibility from our end, but really like the access to information. Um, right. And then discipline. It sounded also like you were choosing to live a life of discipline. I don't know, you know, what it looked like if like you were taking vacations or if you were like, you know, buying all the things that you want to buy in the supermarket or clothes. <laughs> but it sounds like you were really choosing to be disciplined. Um, yeah. Because I think the error that we can make sometimes is that like, oh, I can only pay this amount of debt or I can only pay all of this off based on my income. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just, and, and I've always seen like different quotes where it says like, you can have a million dollars or a thousand dollars, but what will you do with it? Right. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. we have to like, just be present with like, this is my current income. Yes. I can have goals of like more income in the future. J please, just please Jesus. Right. But like, this is my current one. So what will I do with it in this certain um, situation? And then also taking, um, uh, taking opportunities as they come. I know I follow you on IG and a lot of what I've seen even just recently about like 
taking advantage of like the fact that we don't have um interest rates right now for our school yeah. loans so pay yeah. them off you know yeah so just thinking strategically being disciplined um getting our education and humbling ourselves like really admitting if we don't know something if we're not good at you know mm-hmm. planning or budgeting all this stuff and seeking out help i think we do like we if we have mental health you know challenges we go to a counselor if we have yeah. other need of support you know we go to a lawyer we go to all this stuff so yeah. like, why wouldn't we go to a financial coach um, or someone that can educate us in that area so yeah and thank you for sharing how your faith you know has been in all that like you were just abiding Mm -hmm. in God and and guiding you in that yeah um, and so if thinking about that of just like then the Christian walk, right, um, we, we talked about where I, I gave the example of like maybe sometimes the only time Christians maybe think about finances or, or how it relates to their faith is like moments that they're like tithing or giving their offering um, or maybe when they're realizing how broke they are. So what has been your experience when it comes to Christians and money? Do you feel that we steward our money well? Do you feel like uh, what struggles do you find Christians having with money, budgeting and savings um, and even giving? And like, what does that look like? Maybe even like what the church can do more or what people Mm -hmm. can in general do, what scriptures can people seek um, and things like that? Yeah, so I think that what I've seen very often, uh, you know, with Christians and money is a polar extreme. So there's one extreme of the ostrich effect, where you just kind of put your head in the sand, and you just don't take the initiative to really learn a lot about money, except for exactly what's being told to you, let's say at church, right? So it's like, if you limit your education and your desire to learn about finances to just that, you know, that's, that's an issue because the other areas of your finances are going to suffer your savings, your debt payoff, your investing, right? So if you just say, well, I'm just going to, let's say, if you so choose to tithe, I'm just going to tithe according to what the pastor said. And, and, and really that's it. And that's kind of where it ends. Um, And so there's, there's that extreme that I've seen. And it is an issue because, you know, um, it's, I believe God wants so much for our lives. I I do believe he wants us to be, I mean, the Bible says it, right? To be a steward of the resources that he has placed in our hands. And we're not being a good steward if we kind of just bury our head in the sand. So there's there's one, uh, that's one extreme. Another extreme uh, well, I wouldn't really call it a, an extreme, so maybe I'm using the wrong word, but another type of uh, group of people that I see are people that really want to learn about this, like, and are really passionate about the topics of like investing, growing wealth, but they're scared that that's going to make them look greedy and that they're going to fall into the trap of the love of money. And remember, the Bible warns us against the love of money, not money itself. Money itself is not evil. Money itself is what allows us to quite literally, physically build a church, right? It helps us feed our neighbors and it helps us uh, provide for our own families, right? Like money is a resource that we can do so much with, but it's the love of money that's the danger. That is expressly what the Bible warns us against. And I mean, you know, I think that when it comes to 
that, like, I want whatever extreme you, you may fall into, right. That I don't want to hear about this at all. Or, uh, you know, am I being too consumed with, with, you know, uh, uh, wealth building to the point that maybe I'm falling towards, you know, the, the side of greed or whatever it may be, you know, the Bible has thousands of scriptures on possessions, money, because that is how much of an important topic, but also issue it was, right? Like, you know, we know that there, there are a lot of traps when it comes to money and possessions. And sadly, we've even seen it in the church. We've seen it with leaders in the church that fall into these traps. Uh, and that's why I think there are so many verses about money uh, you know, in the Bible, because God wants us to protect ourselves, right, from those kinds of temptations. But he also wants us to be smart about it. So I think that, you know, I, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement on whether Christians just like universally steward their money well, because we're, we're human. And it's, it's a human flaw of sometimes just not knowing what to do uh, you know, with what's been placed in our hands, let alone as Christians, when we know that whatever we have comes from God and God only, right? And I think that, you know, a, a big thing that I do when I talk to my, um, you know, when I talk to my clients on let's set up, a, you know, a, a debt payoff plan or whatever it is, is the top item in our, you know, expenses category is always giving, always, you know, it's always giving. And I think that it's so important, you know, whatever amount you so choose that that be, you know, whether you use the 10% amount as your guiding, you know, uh, number, which, which is great, you know, or whether you do more or whether for your own personal reasons, if you, if you must do less, right, because life happens and, and that's okay. At the end, it really matters with, you know, the, the intent in which you give, you know, God wants a joyful, a cheerful giver, right? And so I think that, uh, but, but I think incorporating that into your overall financial plan is absolutely necessary, especially as Christians. I, I think it's almost, you know, to me, it's almost a non-negotiable. When I was paying off debt, even though I had six-figure debt, I was still giving. I was giving to the church. I was giving to some of my favorite organizations. And I was giving to my family too, because I, I, I help out my parents, you know? And that was a big part of my journey. And it still is. Now that I'm debt-free, I'm able to do more of that. You know, but I think that when it comes to, to Christians and money, I think the best thing is to, you know, acknowledge that there are so many scriptures specifically on this topic. So you should probably pay attention, you know, to the, uh, pay attention to, to, to the topic at hand, right? Because it is that important. It is. I, God, I don't believe God wants us to struggle financially for the rest of our lives. I don't believe he wants that for anyone. Uh, will struggles happen? Yes. Will moments of poverty happen? Yes. Right? Like th that's life. It, it does happen. But I don't think that, you know, that is necessarily what anyone is, 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 will just blanketly be destined to have that situation. I think that you can find ways out of it. Um, and a big piece of it is, is education. Amen. Yeah, I like, um, I really love that you mentioned, um, I mean, I'm going to mention, I'm just going to read out some of the scriptures that you have mentioned in thinking about um, 
because that's also such an important thing about being Christian is that not just like going by what we hear, but going to the word of God. Because I know mm-hmm. for a long time, I would hear that money is the root of all evil. And I thought that was scripture until I went into scripture and said, y'all flip the, the scripture. Like that is not what it says. It says in first Timothy 6, 10, for the love of money is right. a root, is a root, not the root, the yeah. only root, right? But a root of all kinds of evil and craving it. Some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many graves. So like just yeah. words in general, that's so important to realize that it, it yeah. is um, a root, right? And it's for the love of money, not money specifically. Because like you said, money helps ch- churches grow, right? Helps churches like be able to serve other people and feed yeah. other people and have pastors like have a home, right? And not like yeah. maybe have to be bivocational or different things like that. Like it is actually is important. All of us like yeah. need money to pay rent, right? Or, or a mortgage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the other scripture you were talking about, which is Second Corinthians 9, 7, which it says, each one must give us, give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Um, yeah. And I love how the example that you gave that like you give like to church organizations and to family. I think un- unfortunately, sometimes what we, we assume and we think um, just because like the church is like, you know, inviting us to tithe that it only should go to the church. <laughs> um, and it's like, but especially in the Bible, it talks about like giving to orphans, giving to widows, giving to other yeah. people um, and really be mindful. Like if your church does not have an outreach ministry, then your church may not be like what you're tithing may not be going to certain like things or people. And that's no, no problem. Like you can still tithe there, but if you really have the heart to still be giving to specific groups of people, then you can give directly through an organization. Or if you legit just know people going through certain experiences. I know when the pandemic started last year, um, I just had a few friends that were really just going through something financially and I just Venmo yeah. them. Like I just Venmo them. I was like, no, you don't have to pay me back. Don't feel bad. This is my gift to you right and that's Um, life-changing yes like that's life-changing stuff and I think that there's so much that we can do and I and I I really exactly what you just said about sometimes people feel limited I think I think something sometimes people think that they're limited that they can only give to their church or that they should only be giving to their church and you know for example I give to this organization Compassion uh, it's a Christian organization that it's, it, I mean, the ministry is just so beautiful of impacting children's lives, uh, but they also feed the children, right? They also clothe the children, give them access to medicine, you know? And I think that uh, that's a perfect example of an organization that as a Christian, I feel so happy, uh, so cheerful, you know, to give to. And I think that there there are ways, you know, I think that sometimes, uh, I do think a lot of Christians, uh, and I'm speaking for, you know, not just others, but even for myself, you know, sometimes have a bad taste in their mouths from experiences at other churches that they've attended and greed that they've witnessed, you know, in those churches. And I think what we need to realize is that we are all human, right? And we will make mistakes and things will happen. But I think that if we go back to what the word of God says about generously giving to others uh, and resourcing others in such a way, you know, when, when, uh, and, and, and pardon me, I'm not the best with necessarily quoting scripture, but you know, when, when Jesus was preaching to the crowds, he made sure he asked his disciples to make sure that they're being fed. 
right? That they're being fed and that they're being provided for. And I think there's something to that, you know, and I think that that deciding to take the initiative to resource others with, uh, you know, financially, if you can, is such a beautiful thing. But, but make sure that you're mindful of how that also fits into your plan, right? You're just your financial plan, because you want to make sure that this is all part of your financial goals, right? It shouldn't just be the accumulation of wealth just for you yourself. It should, your big financial goal should also, I think, include, uh, you know, resourcing others. Yeah, amen. Because there's just so many needs, right? There's just, and so I don't much. know how- Especially how, now. Yes, so many needs. And, you know, thankfully, like there have been so many organizations and even the government in different ways has like contributed to supporting people, but there's still so yeah. much- so many needs and so many um, lacking. And and I think it's also like realizing just like the examples you gave, it's like we get, giving can look so creatively. Like you can give to a person by like investing in their small business by buying something that they're yeah. selling, right? Like maybe you feel some type of way about directly donating, maybe they're yeah. your friend. If that's how you feel, that's okay, right? But like maybe you can find a different way to like invest yeah. in them Absolutely. where you don't feel uncomfortable, but you still get to support them. So also acknowledging that like, finances is, does not limit your creativity on how you get to be mm-hmm. a giver in the world and how you also get to plan um, your, 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 your strategy when it comes to um, planning different things. There's so many, like, I'm sure you have so many different strategies for people planning. There's so many strategies that exist for planning yeah. and budgeting um, finances. And I think it's so based on personality and person. And so yeah. realizing that, like, if one doesn't work for you, don't just give up and be like, all right, I'm not good at budgeting. I'm not good at finance. I'm not going to do it anymore. No, just yeah. move on to a different kind of resource, move on yeah. to a different kind of perhaps person to educate you. Um, I know I've tried some other like even just like Christian <laughs> um, financial programs in the past that just like didn't really work for me and so I you know ensured that I like seeked out other ways but I didn't like give up and just say this is not going to work out I'm not going to try to plan and be financially wise at all um, right so really yeah. it really is that yeah and so yeah I would love to just like close and hearing you know a testimony around you and around this topic we always uh, I think testimonies are just so powerful it it reminds people that um God God does do things um and and it may not be exactly how we hear someone else's testimony but it encourages us it brings us to a a reminder of truth of his sovereignty um and so yeah I would love to hear what that's for you yeah so I think that you know my testimony really, I think, is is a little twofold on this with both my finances and my business itself. See, my the whole purpose of my business is to promote financial literacy in specifically groups such as mine, women of color. And that's been something that I've set out to really promote and be excellent at from the beginning. However, there are many times that I actually try to steer away from it because I was like, I'm just too busy. I, I can't do this right now. And Priscilla's every single time that I did that, God was like, nope, nope. Boom. Here's a national media interview with Good Morning America. Boom. The Rachel Ray show wants to have you on. Boom. This podcast just invited you every single time that I tried to steer away from this. And I actually actively tried to steer away from it. God said, no, 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 here. And and I think that 
ever since I stopped resisting that, because I, I did, I, for like a whole year and a half, trust me, there, there are even certain opportunities that I actually even turned down just because I was like, no, no, I, I just don't have time. I just can't right now or whatever it may be. And ever since I started leaning into what I believe is a huge purpose that God has placed on my heart, the blessings have tripled, you know, and, and God has showed me how much I can do with my business because of the purpose behind my business of really promoting financial literacy of empowering women when it comes to their money. That's so much bigger than just Cindy wants to be an entrepreneur. You know, I believe that my testimony on, you know, being able to pay off my debt, you know, being the daughter of immigrants that was raised in a very low income community and, and is still, and, and is still been able to accomplish these things. All of that is part of the bigger picture, which is, you know, this is all for God's glory. And I told God that if at any moment, Lord, the success that I have achieved financially, you know, with my business, with my career as an attorney, if at any moment greed starts to enter my life, take it away. Just take it away. That That is how specifically I have prayed. I have asked God that God, if at any moment you are seeing that this success starts getting to my head or that the accumulation of, of wealth that I have been able to achieve in a pretty short period of time, if that starts steering me away from you, check my heart and, and take it away. Because I would rather that than be pulled away from you. And because I believe I have, not perfectly because I'm not perfect at all, but I believe I have done my best to honor God in my calling of helping people when it comes to financial literacy and money management, uh, but also stewarding my own money, right? The blessings have really been quite amazing. And I don't just mean blessings like financially, right? Like, oh, like just more money has rained on me. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean, blessings through opportunities of being able to reach even greater audiences than I could have ever even imagined. You know, I mean, with, for example, like with COVID happening, right? Um, I had a speaking engagement scheduled, one of my first big speaking engagements with the university, with Columbia University uh, in for, I think it was like April of last year, right? The pandemic happened and that door closed. And I was honestly, I was ready to just throw in the towel and just be like, you know what? The pandemic, like I'm just spiraling into my own sadness and I'm just not really gonna take that initiative when it comes to my business. Uh, and then guess what? Zoom started becoming the hot thing. And I have done dozens of speaking engagements, including for, yes, Columbia University, who rescheduled that opportunity, okay, virtually. And I was able to reach, I think, even probably a greater audience than I would have reached even in person because the accessibility was so there. And so I think that me being hyper mindful of the fact that God is first and foremost at the center of my life, at the center of my story, at the center of my purpose 
is what has been uh, really allowing these doors to open. And so rather than just trying to peel away from it, I have decided to step into it. And I have decided to say yes to a lot of opportunities that have come my way. And I have decided to, uh, you know, just be more mindful that maybe, maybe the 200 something thousand dollar of debt, maybe all of that, maybe that wasn't about me, right? Maybe it wasn't just about me and my story. Maybe there was greater purpose to it. And I think God is is really revealing that plan um, just bit by bit. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of going with it. Yes. Glory, glory. I love it. <laughs> Amen to all that. Um, I also just like was realizing just like how you were talking about this whole, you know, your testimony and just like what you did and what you've grown in realizing people, I want really listeners to really realize this whole time you've had a full-time job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so I think too, like acknowledging and and I really connect with that because I have a full time job, right? I'm a full time social worker, and then I also have my business um, and this podcast. And so I think, um, and you know, everyone has different situations. There's people with kids. I don't got no kids. Like I know that there's different time management situations, but like even realizing when we t- start to take something really seriously in our life and we discipline ourselves around it, then that same discipline, that same development, that same growth that God is feeding into that one area can apply to other areas. Cause I think sometimes when people have full-time jobs, they're like, I can't do anything else. That one thing I want to start or that other, that thing that I want to like create, I can't do it for years yeah, because that was me. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then realizing like, I think, and honestly, I, you know, maybe, I, maybe this may be true or not for you, but like realizing maybe even that your financial journey and discipline and the plans that you made helped you then now develop a time management. Um, so oh, it's yeah. not just financial management, it's time management. Yeah. <laughs> you do so much The The information you put out there, Instagram, I was like, I'm like, nah, this is, this is legit. <laughs> like, this was not made in five minutes, you know, like you take your time, you yeah, educate yeah. Um, with intention. And yeah. so I think that encourages people too, to, and that are listening, that re- when we realize that God wants like all our, all parts of our life to be yeah. developed in such a yeah. way, right? Like that yeah. if we're disciplined in some ways that actually will trickle into other yeah. areas. So we can start in that area, maybe with finance or maybe you start with time management but to be encouraged that like you're listening to two women who have full-time jobs um, yeah. but also have a, a, a business that yeah. is thriving and that is reaching people in different ways um and that yeah. in itself also is a testimony yeah for sure for sure Ooh, yeah. i love that <laughs> so thank you so much cindy i want i would love for you to share where people can find you follow you connect with you in regards to like your resources your services all the things yeah, yeah. So I'm most active on uh, Instagram. So it's at zero based budget. Uh, and then my website is uh, zero dash based budget.com. Uh, I frequently have, you know, uh, workshops, classes, you know, if you want to learn more about any given topic, um, for the month of uh, May, I'm going to have a credit and credit cards workshop which I had hosted in back in March, and I'm hosting it again, just because of all the feedback. Uh, you know, I do think that there is a really responsible way to use credit. And I think, you know, there are, uh, unfortunately, there aren't very many conversations around this, because people think automatically, like, oh, my gosh, that's all just evil. And I can't but it's like, no, there are really smart ways that we can go about these things. Um, and, you know, beyond just credit, just uh, so many different topics that I think that, 
you know, it's necessary for our community to learn more about. And so I've created a lot of, you know, classes and workshops and uh, opportunities around that. So uh, yeah, if you want to get on, on, on that level, you know, just be sure to follow my uh, Instagram and you'll see the update. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And that will be also in the show notes, y'all. Um, actually, last month I registered for that workshop. I didn't get to go in person, but I rewatched the um, rewatched it. Um, ah, yeah. the recording. It was so good. I know for me, oh, so many years um, thinking I was like improving my credit with like the worst at like either advice or assumptions I had. Um, because I too also come from like immigrant families, not a lot of information about that. Um, and so I, you know, I've learned a little bit more, but that workshop really just like helped me. Yay. That makes me so happy. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I'm about, I'm pregnant. I'm about to have a son. Like I want to like teach him these things. And again, not teach him based on my assumptions or what I think I know, but actually on like facts, what things actually that will help um, help him maybe you know education system will change and maybe he'll have a fifth grade class or 10th grade class where he learns about this stuff but if he doesn't he learned but it if at he home. doesn't he it's learned something. it at home yeah and I think and I think that's also something that is really you know we have to really ask God like like God like uh, allow me help me with generational wealth right I want that for my family you know and, and lean into it and, and and it requires education first from our end, right? It requires us to first self-educate so that then we can be that blessing to you know the, the rest of our family and for generations to come. I mean, just think about the power that that can have. Uh, but you know, it, step at a time, right? It can all seem overwhelming, but just yes. one step at a time. <laughs> exactly. Amen. Thank you so much, girl. This was just such a blessing. Yeah. So helpful. Uh, this is thank um, you. you know, financial <laughs> literacy month. So I, you yes. know, I pray that people can we can go into yes, we're still in a pandemic. Yes, finances are still kind of crazy and difficult and hard. Um, but that doesn't mean um, God is not faithful. That doesn't mean God has changed, right? right? And right. so we get to still continue to stay the course, educate ourselves, be disciplined, um, humble ourselves and abide, abide in the ways that he can um, support us. So and check out Absolutely. Cindy, y'all really like if you do anything, just follow her Instagram, you will be so educated and so encouraged. Oh, thank you. Um, so yes, thank you again for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Hey ladies, I hope that conversation blessed you and you're able to apply a few things that you learned into your everyday life. God is with you and we're so excited that you get to continue to grow in your faith. Make sure you check out other episodes if you haven't already and be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a rate and review and make sure to follow us on Instagram at yes and amen podcast. See you next time.